yesterday we tried to generate the good heart of renunciation. This renunciation is important for us to be able to develop and maintain bodhicitta. It won't develop without renunciation. Okay, so here in modern Buddhism in the chapter The Supreme Good Heart Bodhicitta Venerable Geshe encourages us by saying we should maintain renunciation day and night. It is the door to liberation. It is the basis of more advanced realizations. However, we should not be content with seeking merely our own liberation. We need to consider the welfare of other living beings. Do you remember this reason? I gave you the reason yesterday. There are countless beings drowning in samsara's ocean, experiencing unbearable suffering. Yes, I know you're one of them, but others are much more important than others, aren't they? Whereas each one of us is just one single person, other living beings are countless in number. Therefore, the happiness and freedom of others is much more important than our own. For this reason, we must enter the Bodhisattva's path, which leads us to the state of full enlightenment. <laughs> so we have a compelling reason to enter the path of a Bodhisattva. It is that other living beings' happiness and suffering is vastly more important than our own. Our own is insignificant compared to the happiness and suffering of countless living beings. So, yes, we have to engage in the Bodhisattva's path, become an enlightened being for the sake of liberating all living beings from their suffering. That's what we have to do. The gateway through which we enter the Bodhisattva's path is bodhicitta. What's bodhicitta? Bodhi means enlightenment. Chitta means mind. Bodhicitta is a mind that spontaneously wishes to attain enlightenment to benefit each and every living being directly. So this is the main point, is to benefit each and every living being directly, ourselves. We want to benefit each and every living being. The moment we develop this precious mind of bodhicitta, we become a bodhisattva, a person who spontaneously wishes to attain enlightenment for the benefit of all living beings. We become a son or a daughter of the conqueror Buddhas. This is what we can do. You know? So now we begin to develop this aspiration. In this morning's class, I'm going to be explaining how to develop some of the basic foundations of this mind of bodhicitta, in particular the minds of affectionate love and, what's the other one? Cherishing love. Okay? Affectionate love and cherishing love. Jason Karpa said, 
through watering the ground of affectionate love with cherishing love and then sowing the seeds of wishing love and compassion, the medicinal tree of bodhicitta will grow. Beautiful. Through watering the ground of affectionate love with cherishing love and then sowing the seeds of wishing love and compassion, from this will grow the medicinal tree of bodhicitta. So we can't develop bodhicitta without training. Our unruly, crazy mind needs to be trained. We have to break it. How we're going to break our mind in, we're going to do it by teaching it to become full of love for others. Okay? This is a principal, principal method. We already have lots of love, but it's directed entirely at ourselves most of the time. Okay, so we're going to turn that around and direct our love at all other living beings. This is a simple method, really, and simple in one way, but hard for us to do without training. So, Jason Carper's um, beautiful poem here implies that there are five stages of training in bodhicitta. One, first stage is training in affectionate love. Two, training in cherishing love. Three, training in wishing love. Four, training in universal compassion. Five, training in actual bodhicitta. Okay, so let's start with training in affectionate love. Are you ready to start training? <laughs> okay. First of all, we need to know what is affectionate love? What is it exactly? Geshe Potawa was once asked by a woman, what is affectionate love? He replied, how do you feel when you see your own son? You are delighted to see him and he appears pleasant to you. If we regard each and every living being in the same way, regarding them, considering them to be dear, holding them dear and feeling close to them, then we have developed affectionate love. Okay, so what is affectionate love? <coughs> we can use this analogy, or this, this story. How do you feel? This is to a mother who's got a son. <coughs> How do you feel when you see your own son? You're delighted to see him. And he appears pleasant to you. If we regard each and every other living being in the same way, feeling close to them, holding them dear, then we have developed affectionate love. So let's do it. Let's develop affectionate love. We all know how it feels when we have for our son or our daughter or our mother or our father. We know this feeling. Let's do it. So in this training, we're going to learn to develop and maintain a warm heart and the feeling of being close to all living beings without exception. 
You can only feel resistance coming in your mind, don't worry. <laughs> okay? This is meaningless, this is just our delusion. Yeah? Completely meaningless, these, these objections that we have. We need, we all of us need to develop affectionate love for our own sake. We need to become free from delusions. You know, when our mind is filled with love, delusions cannot function. Maybe we still have the seeds of delusions, but they can't work. When we have affectionate love for everyone we see or meet or think about, our delusions have no chance. This is a powerful method to control our delusions. We don't need to struggle, we don't need to fight and worry about our anger and our jealousy. We just need to develop affectionate love. Be feeling delighted to meet others. When we have this mind there, will appear pleasant to us. Everyone will appear pleasant. So all we need to do is remember that feeling, remember the, we have this experience already, and then increase it to include everybody. Hmm? If we have affectionate love, it makes our mind pure and balanced. And it prepares the foundation for generating cherishing love for all living beings. So normally, our mind is unbalanced. We feel either too close to someone, out of attachment for them, or too distant from others, out of anger. We feel angry, we feel attached. So this makes a big gap between ourselves and others. So it's impossible to develop bodhicitta with such an unbalanced mind. And if we check deeply, we'll see this unbalanced mind is the source of our daily problems. Yesterday I explained Venerable Geshe telling us that the ignorance that mistakenly believes that the inherently existent I and mind actually exist, this is the source of all of our daily problems. That's true. But practically, you know, if you're thinking about how your mind is functioning on a day-by-day -day basis, it is this unbalanced mind of attachment and anger for, all, for everybody that we have that makes our mind upset or excited. You have these two feelings, don't we? Upset and excitement. Upset leads to anger, excitement leads to attachment, or it is attachment. So our mind is constantly yo-yoing or seesawing or going up and down. It's wobbling, you know, it's constantly shaking, isn't it? Our mind is not still. It is not still because it is not balanced. What will balance it? Affectionate love. Affectionate love will balance our mind. So why don't we want it? We do, don't we? We want it, so let's go for it. <clears throat> 